Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome back to another much-anticipated episode of Helpful Hints. Today, we'll be looking at static electricity, which is only for the separate physics students. Up until this point, we've been looking at electricity which flows. Now, we need to look at it as a static thing. Some of you may have been on a holiday to a static caravan. A normal caravan moves, whereas a static one does not. I'm not a massive fan of the word static electricity, because if you ask me, then electricity only really is that when the charge is moving. So I prefer the term static charge. Some of the charge must have moved in order to get it to that point, however. Later in the course, we'll look at the makeup of an atom, but the basics of what you need to know are the following. Protons exist in an atom and are positively charged, and electrons are negatively charged. The protons are fixed, that basically means that they can't normally move around, but the electrons in certain cases can do. Normally, there'll be the same number of protons and electrons, so overall there'd be no charge, as the positives are cancelled out by the negatives. So in order for us to get a charge, we need to have either an excess of electrons or a lack of them, as the protons can't move. We can do this with friction. If we take two insulators, meaning the electrons can't normally flow between them, and then rub them together, we'll get a movement of electrons from one insulator to another. Which way they go, you don't need to worry about, as it will say in the question, or it won't matter. Let's take an example of fluffy socks on a carpet. As you walk across the carpet, there's some friction. This could transfer the electrons from the carpet into the socks, and as such, into you, as you actually conduct these. So, we would now say that you have become negatively charged, as you have gained electrons and the carpet will become positively charged as it's lost electrons, and therefore has more protons than electrons. Do this enough and your hair will actually stand on end. Why is this? Well, remember, like charges, so that means charges which are the same, will actually repel each other. Your body has loads of electrons now running through it, and they all want to be as far away from each other as possible. They can do this by going up to your hair and pushing away from each other. This will cause your hair to actually stand on end. There's a big enough force there created by these electrons and this electric field, which we'll talk about later. We can replicate this with something called a Van de Graaff generator. Make sure you ask at school if you're able to see this, as we can generate some pretty cool sparks. These sparks get generated because the stick your teacher will bring close to the top dome is actually what we call grounded. It's normally connected back into the machine, which is then connected to the earth wire, which is something we've learned about previously. This provides a low resistance pathway for the electrons to travel along and get as far away from each other as possible, down, through, into the earth. What we've actually done is create what is called a potential difference. The difference in the charge is this potential difference. And if this PD is big enough, then the charge is able to jump across this gap even though air is a fairly good insulator. The electrons then flow, we have what I would refer to as proper electricity, and we can see the spark. See if your teacher will allow you to shock someone as well. This is a great example to show you why you should wear rubber wellies or do something else to stop yourself being grounded, i.e. touching the ground. You will only get shocked if these electrons are actually able to pass through you and get to the ground and as far away from each other as possible. We don't just have to use this charge to hurt people though. We could use it to stick balloons up without any tape. 
We've all done the experiment before of rubbing a balloon on top of our head, but this time give it another go and you know that it can cause your hair to stand on end again, much for the same reason as before. The charge is trying to jump from one place to another, but if you take the balloon and put it up against the wall, you'll find that it sticks. This is because if we take the balloon as being negatively charged, it pushes the electrons in the wall away from that very point where the balloon is. Just by a small amount, but enough. What this then does is causes that area to become positively charged. And as we spoke about earlier, if you've got a positive and a negative, they attract each other. So this is going to attract the negative balloon. What you can then do is take that balloon and see what happens when you bring it towards a stream of water. How do we explain that one then? I'll leave that for you. Finally, you need to know about the electric field. This is an invisible field which surrounds objects which have a charge. You need to be comfortable in drawing what a field like this looks like. These are lines which show the force experienced by a point positive charge. So if it was around a positive charge, it would try and go away from that charge. The closer these lines are, the stronger the field is too. This is quite an important one to see in person, so make sure you use your revision guide for a useful diagram. That's about it for static charge. Next time, we're going to have a look at particles in solids, liquids and gases. A bit of cross-curricular with chemistry. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you soon.